This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast. With news, previews and interviews about the club we love the most. And new episodes every single week. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk. Uh, delighted to be joined by the regulars, as we call them. Um, Callum, you're up in the top left-hand corner as I look tonight, which is an un- unusual position for you. It's like playing a centre-back, centre-forward. Um, <laughs> Callum, how you doing, mate? Callum Bucock. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Um, just fresh out of work, so I've literally come on hot to come on this. <laughs> good stuff. The ever-reliable Vic Singh. How are you doing, Vic? I'm all good, Jamie. How are you? Yeah, all good, mate. Very good to see you, as it always is every Sunday. And also Chris Matthews-Redwood. How are you doing, Chris? Hello, mate. All good, thanks. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, Derby are back to winning ways, um, as you'll see. You'll probably have realised that we, we got the win yesterday. Frustration in midweek, and I wanted to cover that first, Callum. Um, Derby County won, Lincoln won a game that seemingly had it all. Um, the linesman decided to be, uh, I guess, centre of attention on, on two occasions and the referee uh, wasn't too much uh, better. But what were your thoughts kind of coming away from the game? Do, do you feel like that was two points lost in the end? Yeah, um, I mean, when you look at it towards how the end of the game really played, it was two points dropped uh, for me. Um, When you looked at um, the overall play of the game, um, we weren't on it uh, first half. And I think it's just a tale of uh, of really how we start games. 
um, and we need to start them much, much quicker because we just gave ourselves too much to do. Um, when you looked at uh, the way Lincoln uh, pressed, they fully deserved going in with that 1-0 lead to hold them on. Uh, and We did come out a different uh, Derby County, the one that we kind of really recognised. Um, it was just probably a little bit too late. Uh, and when, when really um, they went down to 10 men, it gave them something to really fight for. Uh, and and we really saw that. So, so yeah, so it was two points dropped for me. Um, and it's annoying because with those extra two points, we'd be um, well in the mix uh, for that top three position um, now. But And hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us uh, come May. But hopefully um, we can obviously talk about how we put it right uh, yesterday. Yeah, definitely. And and Vic, obviously, Warren decided to keep with the, the same team and the same formation, same personnel. Was that a surprise for you? Yeah, just because I thought Lincoln posed a different threat. Um, we're, still, we're still coming to Lincoln, aren't we? So, yeah, I thought the, the fact that he played the, the 4-4-2, um, despite it not really working so well at Wickham, I was quite surprised to see him play that at home because I thought we naturally we just seemed to find our feet at 4-3-3. Um, and the, the, we knew Lincoln were going to press from the wings the same way we do. So we, we just couldn't handle them on, on Tuesday. And I felt like, and I remember the Cinsel Bank game, it was pretty much a carbon copy of that. Um, it wasn't until Warren actually changed it to a 4-3-3 in the second half, mixed with the red card, that we sort of got a bit more control in the game. But like Callum said, it was two points dropped um, and it... it it was a blow to our sort of top two ambitions because everyone else won around us. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was two points dropped. Um, but again, I'd rather take I'd take the point. I, I would have took the point literally in that second half because the first half was absolutely dire. Um, probably the worst I've seen us play for a while. But yeah, this, you just move on, and we got the win yesterday. So I guess it's a silver lining, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's one of those where you know you have to you have to bounce back. We would have loved to have bounced back with a win against Lincoln and, and to be sitting here on the back of two straight wins. But unfortunately, that's that's not that's not Derby County. But we'll, we'll put that one um, to the side. Um, the less said about that, the the better. We want to talk about Derby <laughs> County and 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 winning games. Um, Chris, coming coming to you. Um, obviously, a good result in the end. I think quite a professional performance. I think actually Charlton were pretty poor, didn't really offer too much. But then again, I thought that it was a situation where we, we weren't kind of taking our chances as, as much as, you know, we have done in, in previous seasons. What was your kind of overriding emotion at the, at the end of the game? Well, we should have been, let's be honest, we should have been at least three and up at half time if we put our chances away. Um, it was one of those games... Looking back on it, though, where I reckon under a different manager, we wouldn't have got a win. I reckon we would have done the typical Derby County and conceded late on and conceded a point or two points to a team that didn't really warrant it. But it, it was just one of those games that you, you got the feeling that could happen. But that's the sort of worn, poor worn type side, isn't it? Now they, they can win ugly very ugly um and yeah it was one of those wins where you think at the end of the season it could be one of those vital ones it wasn't pretty um we did a professional job we did exactly what we needed to do against i've got to be honest one of the worst sides i've seen at pride park um they couldn't string passes together in midfield at all 
despite the fact they had more of, of the ball than us in the in the um, stats. So yeah, it's one of those wins that you've got to take and say, yep, yeah, win, move forwards. But I think there needs to be a lot of improvement going forward onto the game on Saturday, and um, we still do look leggy, and that's what concerns me. Yeah, well, we've obviously got a bit of a break, which I'm sure the likes of David McGoldrick, Craig Forsyth are uh, yeah, going to be a nice for the next week. Um, we sat here last week and we talked about 4-3-3 and we all agreed that that was the way forward. Um, obviously, didn't do it against Lincoln, but we did against Charlton. And I think actually that was the team that I would have picked if I was Paul Warren. Callum, with that in mind, how... how kind of pleased will you see to revert back to that formation and and did you agree with the team that that warm put out yeah i i i fully agree with it um when you looked at um this, the the run of uh, of 16 or 17 games that we went on um it was under a stable formation that never really changed from that 433 or 4231 however it really set up on the day um but with the three in midfield it was the key um, because I think it just provides so much more control. Um, it's less reckless. When the Lincoln game, we went 4-2-2, there was no control ever. It was just like pinball. Um, whereas uh, yesterday, it was really just that we dictated that midfield and we needed to uh, we needed to do that, really. And um, and we'll probably go on to talk about um, the, the, the white or bird uh, scenario uh, later on. But I thought bringing him in um, just to do that bird role that bird did so well before his injury um, really changed the way we did. Just gave Conor Horan so much more license to roam, which um, we've obviously, we'll talk about him again separately later. But again, midfield three for me won us the game as well as the wingers and, and stuff. Um, so, so yeah, so I'd, I'd stick with it and just hopefully um, we don't get any injuries that can impact it. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, we were going to get here before before long. Harvey White, um, someone put together on Twitter a little compilation of, of everything he did yesterday. And obviously, Warren was kind of waxing lyrical after the game as well. Um, it was a complete performance by by him. And uh, I think we've we've got ourselves not only a replacement for Bird, but as Callum said there, someone that's going to kind of rival Bird and, and maybe make it hard for our vice captain to get back into the side Vic how good was he yesterday just oozes quality um, uh, it's probably the perfect replacement for Max Bird um, the way he was spraying passes around got, got his intercept I mean from the I think it was the first couple of minutes went into a 50-50 obviously he got a bit got a bit of a knock on there but he was just, it was just it was unreal I can't, there's like not many words I could use to explain it, but he's different class. And I think, and I've seen this on Twitter bouncing quite a bit, they're saying they reckon that he could be the most important loan signing since Leon Osman. He's got the potential to do it. He's got the Callum's like, who's that? Callum doesn't know who they are. (laughs) Yeah, for us all, these Leon Osman was a, he was. He was an unreal signing. I think Harvey White can be the same. Uh, I think Max might actually struggle getting back into the side if Harvey keeps this up. Um, and I've heard rumours that he might even be available at the end in the summer. So keep it up, Harvey White, and join the Rams in the summer when you take us up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Vic, with a bit of an inside scoop there. 
I was waiting for long may it continue, which has become your catchphrase, Vic, yeah. over the last couple of episodes. I'm, 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 so. I'm, wait, I'm waiting to the, towards the latter part yeah. of the uh, podcast. <laughs> keep, keep everyone waiting. Keep everyone waiting. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I think he was he was a class act and, you know, he's he's been um, trained in that academy. He's been around that Spurs kind of first team. And, and I think that's clear for for everyone to see, you know, he's he's a special talent and uh, definitely a, a good replacement for uh, Max Bird. Coming to you, Chris, with the the important question then, um, obviously we've only seen a little bit of, of uh, Harvey White, but things are, are looking good at the moment. If there was a game tomorrow and it's Harvey White or Max Bird, who do you pick? Well, fortunately, I'm not the boss, so I don't have to make that call. But <laughs> I think, I, I think, I think the, the form Bird was in before. I think it's very important with a loan signing and obviously a permanent player. You've got to give a bit of respect to Bird, and he did nothing wrong. The only reason he wasn't in that starting line yesterday was because he was because he was injured. Um, so personally, for me, I know I've slated Bird earlier on in the in the season but he's been fantastic um so he would start he would start for me knowing that he's got someone on the bench hot on his heels um and competition like that can only be good and i wish we had competition like that in other places personally yeah i think you look at it and they are obviously uh, white is doing the max bird role he's filling that kind of gap callum is there a situation when bird comes back can you see them two playing together uh, yes, I could. Um, but the only person I would take out would be Conor Horahan. It wouldn't be Jason Knight um, at the three, because um, I think Jason Knight really makes the three, um, whichever combination it is. Um, so if anyone is going to come out and we're going to play both, um, it would be Conor Horahan with both left footers, both do set pieces. So it would probably be the most likely replacement out of the three. Um, would I see it happening? Probably not, in, especially in the form that Conor Horahan is, is, is in. Um, so so it's just whether um, Paul Warren's brave enough to do it. Um, and uh, as Chris says, uh, we're not paid to make those decisions, so it's all good. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's obviously a good situation to be in. And to echo what Chris said, you kind of want that all over the park. Um, potentially an area, and I don't know if you guys are going to agree, but I'm, I'm hosting today, so I'll, I'll throw some things out there. <laughs> Um, I don't necessarily think we're seeing the best of our wide players at the moment. Um, yesterday, I think prime example, I think Mendes Lang had a bit of a poor game. Barkhusen obviously missed that, you know, chance that I think most of us would, would probably score if it's, if it's trickled across the, the goal line there. Are we getting enough from our wide players at the moment, Vic? Um. In regards to Mendes Lang, no. I think his form has sort of dipped over the, not just yesterday, but over the last few games. He actually looks tired. And my main concern with him is, obviously, he hasn't finished 90 minutes in the season. But as it's going on, he seems to get more and more tired. And I think with him, especially positionally, when he gets knackered, he, still, he sort of just drifts into the middle and becomes almost like a, a second or a third striker, which means Corey Smith is literally exposed on the right. Uh, and you see Corey Smith shout at him during games. In regards to Tom, he's a funny one because I think coming off the bench, he's probably better than when he started. Um, I was surprised he dropped Dublin, to be honest, because I thought Dublin was on a hot streak of form. But then so was Tom when he came on against uh, Lincoln. But 
Yeah, we're not getting enough from the wide players. I think Mendes Lang does need a rest. Maybe Springit can come in and play a cup, play a game or two and see how he fares on. Um, I think Mendes does need a rest because he's, he's for one reason or another, he's not at it. Um, but yeah, like we said, it's, and it's nice to see some competition in the side, actually. It's something probably we haven't had for a while in terms of each position, so barring maybe striker, seems to be covered. So yeah, I mean at least we we've got the capacity to rotate, which is a which can only be a benefit to us in the running. Yeah, for sure. No, no, I agree. And and Chris, a player that I think has massive potential. I think we'll see in future years if everything goes right for him. I can see him being a Premier League player, and I see him scoring goals. Is is Lewis Dobbin because he has got that moment of magic. Now, earlier in the week, I put out something on Twitter to say, is he more a starter or is he more a impact sub? And actually, the results were quite heavily in, in the weight of a, an impact kind of sub. Do you agree with that or would you want Lewis Dobbin starting? Well, personally, if I was Paul Warner getting paid, I'd send um, Mendes Lang on holiday for two weeks in the in the Caribbean and say don't move um, and give give Dobbin a run of games because you know I, I do get the impact sub thing but you don't become a professional footballer to become an impact sub um, I know everyone's got their role that I think he's warranted starts I think him on one side Barkhouse and on the other and literally I don't want Mendes Lang near the match day squad for for a few weeks because he, you know, we say he's jaded. He is knackered, um, and he needs a rest. And we need him for that. We need him for that running because the way things are going, it's going to have to be last five six games of the season. Five. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Six wins to get into that top top two. Um, and at the moment, he's just knackered. So I think... I think Dobbin has earned has earned a start, um, and I don't think being an impact sub is something that he wants to necessarily hear, um, and certainly not what his parent club are going to want to hear. So yeah, for me, definitely start him and um, send Mendes Lang to Barbados. <laughs> yeah, it's not a not a bad little uh, situation there if you uh, if you. You get a holiday out of it. Maybe if Paul Warren sends him off to Barbados tomorrow, then uh, you'll have to take the credit, Chris. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. You'll drive him to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> just one thing on that, guys. Um, just I don't know if anyone actually noticed when Tom Barkhausen came off, it, it was the first real sign I saw a player really frustrated. He took off his 
is like um, wrist, I don't know, supports or tape, or I don't know why you have tape on your wrists. Um, but he threw him on the floor, walked around. Yes, he got a standing ovation, but he looked visibly almost like really, really frustrated or slash dejected. Um, so I don't know whether he looks at it and goes, I, what have I done? He always seems to be the one who gets pulled off. And as Chris said, I was, if I saw Dobbin getting changed and I was like, Nathaniel Wenders Lang's coming off. He's, we don't, we've got the second goal. Let's bring him off. Let's not rest him. And it's it always seems the to be obvious Tom choice, wasn't it? It was. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just because of, he just does bring something different, but in terms of his pace and power and stuff. But I think we'll, we'll keep losing that if we keep using him. So, so yeah, it was just the first time. I don't know if, like I said, if you guys noticed it there too, it's just the first time I really saw a player really get dejected from getting brought off. Hmm. Yeah, we're not we're not used to that. Really. I can't think of a time before where I've seen a, a player do that. I mean, Tom Lawrence probably had a strop um, back in the day, um, but he seemed he seemed to have a strop every week. But yeah, um, yeah, no, that's <laughs> no, that's really that's in- really interesting you say that. And I guess if if you are Tom Bach Hazen, uh, um, <laughs> it's one of the it's one of those I guess where you know before he got that that little kind of injury, he did have a a bit of form and he, he scored a couple of goals. So I'm guessing he's just, he's trying to, to kind of nail down a place and, and maybe feels that, you know, in those situations, like you said there, that, that somebody else should be, should be coming off and he should be able to, I suppose, have more impact on the game. But yeah, I'll have to, have to watch out for that one. Didn't, didn't see that one, Callum. So uh, good, uh, good spot there. Um, I'll come back to you, Cal, because uh, I think it's a, a point you made earlier and it's a, it's a, a point that I think a lot of people are, are talking about at the moment, and that's, is Conor Hurahan underrated? Now, I think if you look at people that talk about, right, if the if the season ended tomorrow, Cashin will be player of the year, you know, McGoldrick could be player of the year. I think a name that needs to be there is Conor Hurahan. What do you think about that? I probably wouldn't go as far as player of the year, do I think he is underrated in the current form he is? Yes. Um, I think he does get um, probably out of the three mid- midfield, the more flack or probably if we are not playing to the best of ability, it's always the one, it's always not, not the scapegoat, but the guy that everyone kind of goes to. Um, but um, but I do I feel that his form at the moment um, isn't getting the credit it deserves? Yes. Um, I think he's been really, really good in the last three, four weeks. Um but what I put him for player of the season, I probably wouldn't know. Um, I think he's he's he comes in and out of form um, quite frequently. Um, and I can see Chris uh, just sitting there <laughs> shaking his head. So I think he disagrees with both of us there, mate. <laughs> you never know what Chris is thinking until you, until you come to him, and then yeah. uh, I'll, I'll come to you. I'll come to you on it, Chris. I'll go to Vic next because I know one thing that really impresses you, Vic, is is Connor Hurahan's work rate. Yeah, I think since Paul Warren's come in, you've sort of seen a different side to Conor Horan because I was a bit worried that he wasn't going to put the effort in and I thought he was going to be like the messy type and sort of stroll around the park and maybe do a bit of magic here and there. But since Warren's come in, he's really like given him that push to keep running because I think his stats must be through the roof now because he runs just as much, if not maybe slightly less than Jason. Nobody can run as much as Jason Knight, but... It's, it's, that's got to be quite close to it. But I think then again, it's it's comes down to that midfield balance of now Bird slash White 
with Knight in there and Horan, it's allowed him to sort of play his play his game a bit more. Maybe he feels more comfortable in the midfield three. Um, his work rates and his work is underrated. He's got a case for player of the season because he's on seven goals. Uh, he's got a bag full of assists as well. But then when you look at the form of Cashin and McGoldrick, it's hard to sort of um, separate the two there. So I think they're front runners. But Horahan deserves a special mention too. Maybe third place then. Maybe gets the, the bronze award. I could see Conor Hurahan getting like a player's player award. That's what I could see him see him getting. Do they still do that? I don't even know if they do that. I think it used to be do. a Sunday yeah, league thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he gets it. Well, we'll come to Chris and, and find out what his opinion is. Now, is Conor Hurahan going to Barbados with Mendes Lang or is he uh is he useful, Chris? <laughs> right. So there are two players. Well, okay, there's there's one player who I've seen all over Twitter is far too good for this league, and that's obviously McGoldrick. And Hurahan has got to be in that in that conversation as um as well as McGoldrick. I mean, you know, if if, if McGoldrick hadn't scored thirteen goals this season, I think he would have been slated because he doesn't do a lot else, let's be honest. Um Hurahan is one of those players that you know, you expect him to perform well. You know, he he's 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 an island, he's an island player. He's played in international football. He was in the Premier League not so not so long ago. I don't mean to be harsh against him, but I think player of the season he would be well down on my list because you expect him, and he's getting he's he's getting paid well enough to do well in this league as well as as well as McGoldrick. So I don't think he's underrated at all. He should be performing how he is. And I'm really glad he's performing how he is. Um, but no, in terms of player of player of the year, not for me. Well, my, my player of the years are always a bit rogue. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's understandable. But no, I do. I do agree. I think, yeah, I think you, you look at Cashin, you look at probably Fozzie, you look at McGoldrick and think they're maybe the three front runners. But I definitely do think that he is underrated, in, in my opinion. I think he adds a lot to his team. Yeah, I think, mm. I think he does. I think he does. So, as Vic would say, long may that continue. And, uh, yeah, I do like a Conor Hurahan goal because I like the celebrations more than anything. He does give it a give it full beans when he hits the back of the net. And somebody that did that as well at the weekend, well, yesterday, was Erin Cashin. He's got himself a mug. I'm not sure if that celebration where he kind of did this, was was that the, the mug celebration? I, I don't know. But I'm he got himself a... <laughs> <laughs> he, <got, laughs> he got himself on the score sheet. Vic seems to think it's an own goal. We don't know, but he's going to get a mug, I reckon. How important was that to see Cashin get on the end of something, uh, Callum? He's deserved it. Um, I think um, Paul Warren said it two, three weeks ago. Um, yes, he, he, I think the last couple of games, yeah, he's been a bit shaky and stuff. Um, but um, but he, before that, he was easily top three um, defenders in, in League One. Um, and... Does anyone deserve a goal more than him in terms of the back line? No, for me. Um, I, and, and you can see what it meant to him. As soon as he scored it, he ran over to the fans, kicked the boards, did everything you would uh, expect uh, someone who's 
been itching for a goal. And I think, in a, in a, like I said in an interview prior to the game, he's been wanting that mug that Paul Warren gives out, uh, and now he can finally have one. Um, it's like I said, we need goals from set pieces. We need goals from the centre half. We need goals from not just the the forward line. We need goals pitching in from everywhere to get where we need to be. Um, and how many set pieces? And that, with the quality of the set piece takers we have. Um, we don't utilise them and we need to get him and Fozzie getting the ball in the back and then using their noggin, um, using their slab head um, to get it in, uh, whatever they need to do. And and I hope it's given to, to him um, because it's he's deserved it. If he gets robbed and gives him an own goal, uh, I think we'll see in a grown man cry. I, I actually do think we, we will see that. Well, it could be a situation where Paul Warren smashes a, a mug at the training ground or something like that for a goal that, <laughs> that gets overturned by the dubious goal commission or whatever they're called. But yeah, I agree. It was a, it was a hell of a ball. It was one of those that was just begging for somebody to get something on it. And I'm not sure if uh, who called him a spadehead, whether it was Ed Dawes or uh, or Paul Warren. But yeah, spadehead was mentioned somewhere by by somebody. So. Yeah, really good to see him on on the score sheet, and and hopefully he can get himself a, a few more because he's another player that uh, yeah pure passion when he when he does hit the back of the net. Well, well, we'll look forward to to Barnsley now. The next game, obviously, we've got um, that that break that um, Goldrick, Forsyth, and probably all of the the squad need at, at this point of the season. It's obviously a a really important game, an away game. They're obviously in form. Um, so something's kind of got to give. Vic, how do you see it going? It's going to be it's going to be like a chess match. It's going to be very tactically based. I think if we play four three three, I think we'll go out and play our natural game. But I do expect a lot sort of a lot of pressure coming back towards us because Barnsley are really strong at home. They're banging in goals, so they're literally probably at the top of the form chart at the minute. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be cagey, uh, just purely for what's riding on the game, and you could also you could probably look at it as a potential playoff game um, should both teams finish in the top six. So uh, yeah, I reckon it's gonna be cagey. Um, I'd take a point if I'm honest, but I think yeah. we might just it. yeah. And Chris, would you make any changes? Is it a case of who started? You want to see them again from the from the off? Probably, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think Barnsley is one of those away days that the fans really look forward to because we pack out that 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 away stand. Um, I think we're owed a performance away after after the Wickham game, um, and I think, you know, if we're honest, we lose against Barnsley and Wickham win, our playoff spots looking a little bit. Um, in a little bit in doubt let alone a top let alone a top let alone a top two spot so i think it's one of those really important games where we cannot afford to lose um as vic said i would take a point now but i think we've got a little bit of spark about us that could get that win that we really need and i think if we do get that win that will give the players that confidence to think right we're not looking behind us anymore it's top two let's try and hunt them down so it, it, it's a huge game but i'm just really pleased we've got that break because if it, if it was on tuesday night i wouldn't be very confident at all 
Yeah. Yeah. And what you say there, I think for when we were on that run and we were winning games and things were all, all going well, we were just looking above. But now, like you say there, there's teams that are that are pushing outside of the playoffs picture and, and trying to kind of get involved. So we, we want to be able to look up, not down. Um, and, and if we're going to be doing that, we need to start getting results, um, you know, away from home and, and making sure that we pick up three points at, at home. So, Cal, do you, do you see that the same way? Would you take a point if, if it was offered now? Uh, yes, I think it's going to be, I actually think it's going to be a 1-0 win either way. I don't. I actually don't see um, which way it's going to go. Um, I think they're a team in form. We're a team um, that's uh, just come back off a good win, <coughs> um, convincing win. Um and it's just whether um, we can do it away from home, a, a place that we've struggled over the years um, in terms of going there. Um, I'm just glad it's not on a Tuesday night because I know which way it would have gone. Um, as Chris alluded to there, I'm glad we've got a break. Um, so, no, I just, it's going to be a key. I think it's going to be a key game, to be honest, because we've. I think they've got a game in hand over us in terms of uh, in the table. Um, so I think when you look at it in terms of, end of the season this could be the one that you look at and go that's the game that kind of secured us that playoff spot um or if we do go on to chase down the top two it was it's a game that we can use and say it that kicked us off so uh, so no it is a massive game as the other guys have said awesome well let's get your score predictions then vic score prediction and goal scorer if there is one i'm gonna be cheeky i'm gonna go one nil win and i'm gonna back my boy collins Get that train going. <laughs> oh, look, that was the last question, and you didn't say long may it continue. So you know, the fans no, I said it. Uh... <laughs> I said it. <laughs> said it earlier. <laughs> Chris, how about you? Uh, just very briefly for my score score prediction. The talk about player of the season earlier. How Joe Wildsmith hasn't been mentioned by you three. God knows, honestly. Anyway, um, I am going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 1-0 win um, and I'm going to say Jason Knight. Love it. Cal, is it a clean sweep or are you going to go for a draw? Or are you going to go to Barnsley to beat us, maybe? No, well, I said 1-0 either way. I will have, I will back us, though, and say it's a 1-0 to us and I will go uh, David Mbappe to carry on the form. <laughs> and a, a rare away goal from a Goldrick. I think mm. I'm going to go one all draw, um, and I agree. I definitely take a point there, and I think that Harvey White will score a free kick. There you go. We'll, we'll see it there. But yeah, awesome guys! Thanks so much for for joining us as usual. If you have listened, if you have enjoyed it, please give us a like. Um, we are on Twitter, so feel free to send us a message. Anything you want to hear. Um, we do love getting everyone involved, so really encourage feedback um, and, and your thoughts. But, guys, absolutely amazing to speak to you again. I'll hopefully see you next Sunday, if you're all about, as you as the regulars. But, yeah, uh, very enjoyable tonight and, and look forward to hopefully discussing a Derby win away at Barnsley. Take care. Pleasure, James. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.